1: Last night, President Biden responding to a special counsel report on some secret documents that were in his residence. My memory is fine. How in the hell dare he raise that? I don't need anyone to remind me when he passed away.
3: So let me get to this. This is very important before we get to Guy. This is from the special counsel. Our investigation uncovered evidence that President Biden willfully retained and disclose classified materials. Whoa. I continue. A month after he left office, Biden said, I just found all the classified stuff downstairs. Listen to this. It's from this report. Mr. Biden's memory was significantly limited. Larry, it's amazing. Amazing. Mr. Biden Gave the investigators the documents, fine. But they believe, quite frankly, that Mr. Biden listen to this, Larry, this is a quote, is a sympathetic, well meaning, elderly man with poor memory. Whoa. Come on, man. Guy Russian Congressman, that is unsettling, sir.
4: Larry, Marty, absolutely, and thanks for having me on as always. And, and look, I just want to say from the start, I feel bad for the guy. Yep. I mean, this is really elder abuse. Yep. He clearly is in cognitive decline. He's been in cognitive decline. Yep. And the people around him are selfishly propping him up, keeping him in office when he should—he really just should resign and retire. And that's what I'm calling for. So there's no malice in it. But think about it. The special counsel said he didn't have the cognitive ability or that the memory. He didn't know what he was doing handling classified documents. That was when he was vice president. Yep. Fast forward now, he's president, and we have he has the nuclear codes. He's expected to deal with this war in Gaza with, with the Houthi rebels in the Red Sea, with an aggressive China, with an aggressive Russia and Ukraine. I mean the world is on fire, and we can't even – a special counsel can't even prosecute the president because they don't think he has the cognitive ability or the memory to handle classified documents. Again, that begs the question, how is he handling top-secret information and military reports, etc., cetera, now uh, when we're dealing with crises all over the world? Hey, let me read this from
3: Lindsey Graham, right? The description offered by special counsel around the, uh, regarding President Biden's condition is unnerving. I've known President Biden for decades. Consider him a friend. The special counsel's assessment of Biden's physical in mental condition, is something the American people will have to consider
4: in the fall. So he disagrees with you. Well, right? I, don't think right? should, I don't think we should wait to the fall. Um, I, I really think that the president should should resign and those around him should get him to step but down. Hold on. So, I you, mean, you so, so you to, agree, yeah.
3: though, that you and Lindsey Graham are on a different
4: page? We're on a different page in the sense that he, Lindsey is saying that we should wait until the fall to have a, an election. And finally, we can have an election. But what about from here to January of next year? That's a long period of time. A lot of bad can happen during that period. Uh, I don't think it's good to have the commander-in-chief in in this state of cognitive decline. Uh, Again, while the world is on fire, we may not get – you don't get a mulligan in in world affairs. We just can't risk this. Um, So – and people might say, well – We don't like Kamala Harris. She's no better. Well, at least at least Kamala. That's not the decision to be made. The decision is, can this man function as president? Yes or no. If it is no, we should have the 25th Amendment kick in. That's when the cabinet comes in and, and basically says the president has to has to step down, elevate the vice president. Either that should occur or the president and those around him should talk to him and say for the best for the betterment of the country and the best course during this very tumultuous time yeah. you should step down and allow somebody else to come in and, and again there is no malice here look if if we're facing him in the ballot box in november i'm going to do everything i can to defeat joe biden but right. this this transcends politics this is at a human level um he should not be in office and again those around him should see this and say He's too old for the job. He's clearly uh, incapable mentally of doing this. And we need him for himself and the country to just to step down and allow Kamala Harris to become president.
1: We're with uh, Congressman Guy Reschenthalder. So the practical part of that, you know he's not going to just retire. That's not going to happen. So you mentioned the 25th Amendment and the cabinet meeting. Get into the details of what it would actually take to invoke that amendment and make it stick.
4: So, so the Twenty Fifth Amendment has never been used. So, so it's somewhat of a cloudy area. But basically, yep. in the Twenty Fifth Amendment, if the majority of the cabinet believes that the president should be removed from office, he's removed from office. Now, the intricacies of how that plays out, how the vote is taken, how the members get together—I don't know. We've never been down this path in U.S. history. But I would hope that it wouldn't even come to that. I would hope that if the cabinet members would just raise the issue then it would spark, um, it would initiate a retirement from Joe Biden, a resignation from Joe Biden, if they just said they were going to meet and and discuss it. That, That alone may push him out the door. Hey, listen to this. From a true
3: political insider, Trump thinks he ran against Obama in 2016. That's a fact. Confuses Haley and Pelosi. That's a fact. Confuses the leader of Turkey with the leader of Hungary. That's a fact. Missing a woman who accused mis mistook a photo of a woman he was accused of raping with his ex-wife. It's a fact. Testified under oath 30 times regarding Mueller. That he didn't remember. Don't we have similar concerns with Trump, sir?
4: Look, I, I spent a lot of time with the president, and I've spent I've been in rooms with Joe Biden, the current president. I would take. President Trump's cognitive ability any day over Biden. But hold on. You're not addressing yeah. my
3: you're not addressing what I just asked you. In fairness, Trump has similar gaffes, does he not, sir? I just read them. I can the, the I can read thirty seven.
4: Yeah, the difference is those those are gaffes. With Joe Biden, you have an actual psychological report that was conducted by a special counsel saying, Who was appointed a guy who was appointed about. by Trump. In interest of fairness, He's independent. Could yeah, I, I mean, could I not argue counting.
3: could I not argue that the public believes both men
4: have issues, sir. The public believes. You hear that, right? Hey, again, I'm I'm with Pres I'm with President Trump today. Right, right. I, I've been with President Biden in meetings. Right. I, I can tell you I'm not a psychologist, but I can tell you I, I would take President Trump's cognitive ability set aside the ideology and the political positions. I'd much rather trust his decision making ability than Biden's. I but again, Biden's
3: you're arms. you're a tried and true Republican and we're friends. and I know that and I, I love that, but the public sees the same
4: things right now with Trump. It's just the truth. I, I, yeah, the public the public again, the difference is you don't have a psychological report by a special counsel. President Trump is facing all kinds of trials all over the country, and right. no point has the prosecution ever said he can't stand trial because he's not in a—he's not like mentally fit. So,
3: if a prosecutor did that, so if, that, Biden, so if had, a prosecutor did that, you would call for Trump to drop out of the race.
4: I just don't see that happening okay. because I think there's political. Me- I, I, for one, I don't think he's in cognitive decline. There's a difference between gas and not not remembering when your son died, not remembering when you're the vice president of the United States. So
3: calling, um, calling, he, um, calling Nikki Haley, Nancy Pelosi. That's not
4: odd, sir. Several times. Look, when you're in office, you're speaking all the time. Like, you're like, so is Biden. You're just, you're, 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 so is
3: Biden, my man.
4: Come on. Yeah. The difference, is, the difference is Biden didn't make those gaps during a political speech. He he was examined by a psychologist. I get it, but you're being a po- people, I mean, would suggest,
3: a people would suggest you're being biased and political.
4: They, they can suggest that, but right. we have a special counsel report where he underwent psychological evaluation, and the report said he, he doesn't have the cognitive ability to be tried for missing only classified documents. All right, we're but talking in circles. Law. We're he talking in either.
3: circles, but what would have to happen for him to resign or retire or whatever? What would have to happen?
4: Well, you would need the 25th Amendment right. to kick in. And it's never, happened, did, before, you know, it's never happened before. It's never happened before. You never had the 25th Amendment right. kick in.
1: Right. And potentially 11 months left as it is, assuming Republicans would win the White House in November. So, And by the way, the guy's point, I got to be honest here.
3: We're going to talk to one of my boys
1: in about an hour. He's served four presidents as a Secret Service agent. He was Biden's guy. For eight years. As vice president. Yeah, and he says what Guy says. Well, we'll hear. He just does. United States Congressman Guy Rishanthal. Thanks, man. man. Thank you for your time. Have a good day, guys. You're welcome. You too. Bye. If you can, you might want to check out our guest right after nine. As Marty mentioned, served four presidents as a Secret Service agent, including eight of those years when Joe Biden was vice president under Barack Obama.
3: He may be the smartest man I've ever met. In the most honest.
1: And he, he was Biden's guy. He's a cyber security expert as well. And uh, we'll get his take on what transpired yesterday. Uh, meanwhile, I wanted to mention this. Go, brother. Go. A sit down with Tucker Carlson and Vladimir Putin. Yeah. Made a lot of news last night. It and you watched, uh, you watched it. Yeah. Obviously, they had an interpreter. What was your takeaway?
3: Well, look. Um this is a compliment, by the way. Tucker Carlson is the next Rush Limbaugh. Unbelievably intelligent. Unbelievably engaged. Self-promoting. Biased. But so what? Um, I um, like him a lot. Tucker. Because he gets it. He stirs it up. That's his thing. Putin, I could take him or leave him. He rambles and never tells the truth. But yeah, I mean, what do you expect from a dictator? Right on, brother. And here's what I can't stand. All the so-called journalists saying Tucker Carlson isn't a journalist, they're jealous. Sorry. They can't get in that room, and he can It's just the truth.
1: I think one of my takeaways was he asked Vladimir Putin to take the journalist who's imprisoned yeah. in Russia yep. home with yeah, him. Yeah, that was silly. But had had Putin said, okay— not that he would but if he did, then su- suddenly Tucker Carlson's on the global stage again at a high level and and seen in many eyes as a hero. My
3: man, I'd have done the same thing. And you know me, you know I would.
1: But No, you wouldn't have let Vladimir Putin go on for twenty minutes. Right on, I'd have stop, stop with the history lesson. <laughs> but
3: but I also would have known prior whether he's given me that guy to come home.
1: You know what I mean? But So what do you think? Putin gains by allowing Tucker Carlson access that he won't allow anybody else. He knows he's
3: going to get biased. Tucker kind of likes him, and Tucker kind of loves Trump, and Trump loves Putin. That's why. But but let me say this about Tucker. Right now, you know this, I'm building a platform like that, right? Social media, digital. That's where we're headed, man. We're going to combine all these things. No one can reach 50 million people. Tucker did last night. You know what I'm saying, brother?
1: The future is that. In the old days of television networks, it used to be hit shows in prime yep, time yep. would get multiple, multiple yep. millions of viewership. You're right, brother. Now, what did the average viewership say of CNN at night? Oh, my. Or Fox? No, no. Fox will have three times their audience. But how many millions of people are we talking about? Fox
3: on, on its best day, 4 million. CNN on its best day, Million, too. Seriously.
1: And there are over 300, by the way, 300 million Americans. But
3: ABC's Nightly News, 8 million.
1: So they have a reach though. So they still do. Yeah, they do. But not to the level of the old oh, no, days. No, 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 no. Like, and not to the level of Tucker Carlson. 50 million, brother. So. Come on, Larry. To your point, if you're able as an individual, an individual, not a network, to get 50 million people to watch what Come you on. do. That gives you a lot of leverage. Please. And you know, Marty, you're the one always talking to me about But with leverage right on. can make things happen. And juice. And authority and yeah. hammer.
3: I love Tucker Carlson. He's an entertainer, man. And he's brilliant. I don't care if you don't like him. I find him to be very, very, very talented. How did he get his start? Politics. And he's very, very amazing background. He's really always been smart. But people hate him. I don't care. He doesn't care. Believe me. Well, it's that, you know, push-pull they talk about. Hey, man. Joe Rogan likes wrestling. Come on, man. He was a wrestler guy.
1: Yeah, plus he became famous for his UFC stuff. And he had a very popular podcast that's still popular. Hold on. What's his deal? Is it $300 Yeah. He's the highest paid podcaster. Thank you. Just saying. In America. Look. Pat McAfee in sports Huge. from Plum High School yep. Love had, Love had a em. podcast and he made big, big gains by having Aaron Rodgers come on Please. with him when no one else w- could talk to Aaron.
3: He's had the highest streaming numbers in history.
1: It's a fact. And now he's doing college game day. Yep. He has his own show on ESPN. He is also back connected to the WWE Yep. and he's the hottest thing on TV sports so look we're gonna use all the platforms that's what i'm saying i
3: love radio you know larry loves it however comma there's a uh, new frontier out there and we're gonna take advantage
1: of it we have to and tucker carlson is a prime example brother 50 million people come on larry. watching tucker sit down with vladimir Putin. come on february is heart month and really important conversation with cardiologist dr katie Burlocker who's the medical director at McGee Women's Heart Program, UPMC, Heart and Vascular Institute. Doctor, good morning. Good morning. So where do we start? Because Marty just said something in our tease. I uh, heard. About the difference between men and women when it comes to heart attacks.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I mean, Marty, you were... totally correct in, in saying that sometimes women have different symptoms than oh. men do. And that's one of the hardest things to make sure we get out to the public. Um, one of the things, and I'll just start by saying, heart disease is the number one killer for women across the board. Whoa. It is greater than all kind of cancers combined what? with regards to yep causes of death. So <laughs> this is something that we're trying to make sure all women recognize. And one of the other things that's really important is what the symptoms are. You know, men and women both have chest pain oftentimes or most of the time when they have some sort of heart attack um, or heart symptom. But one of the things that we found out is that women often have some other symptoms that are not as common as men, such as maybe some nausea or vomiting or just some fatigue that won't go away. Oftentimes they'll tell me that they have this weird kind of neck pain when they go upstairs, or arm pain. Some I've even had men, one woman who told me that her ear hurts when she would what? go upstairs. Yeah, it's so strange.
1: Wow. So, Wow. As you know, doctor, because you deal with this each and every day, uh, we hear stories about people that literally drop dead, and then people who show signs and are able to get help immediately. So... Man. What are the major symptoms? Because I'm certain a lot of people, even after all this time, don't know. Oh, no. You're right.
0: Yeah, the the biggest thing that I tell my patients is – Pay attention to when you are doing any sort of physical activity. And I don't mean training for a marathon or doing, you know, formal exercise at a gym. I mean, you know, if you're carrying laundry up the stairs or you're walking your dog outside and all of a sudden something starts to feel just a little bit different every time you do that, whether it is chest tightness, a band across your chest or that neck pain, ear pain, arm pain that I was talking about. If those things happen, you need to talk to a doctor about that so that they can make sure uh, that they understand what the cause is.
3: Hey, doctor. Yeah. I see this every day. And by the way, you're fantastic. Oh, thanks. My wife takes care of everyone first. And this was true with my mother and all my sisters. So true. And I think because they do that, sometimes they don't take care of themselves.
0: Fair? Fair? We Totally fair. We see this all the time. A lot of times still in today's society, women are... The caregiver for everybody, younger, older, you know, same age as them, people at work, and they put themselves last all too often. And so what we're asking this month is for women to pause and just think about themselves for just a second, whether it's their symptoms, but also their risk factors.
3: Tell you what else is true, and I know this in my own house, a guy like me, because I'm an idiot, I will go out on my way to cancel a doctor's appointment. (laughs) Yeah, I've heard this before. Women are actually adults. They don't do that. Is that fair?
0: Well, I, I will say before, before we stereotype all certain genders, um, I, I think that both men and women will cancel appointments from time to time. Um, I, I do see that uh, at times men often <laughs> avoid going to the doctor. Yes. Um, but but we, do, we do see it on both sides of, of the street there.
3: So how do I deal with that? How do women deal with that? How do men deal with that in their homes?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it's really important to talk about the risk factors in families and of loved ones so that people can encourage others to go get it checked out, right? The most important thing is if you're listening to this today, that you check on the others that you care about. So maybe they weren't listening to the radio show this morning, and your job can just be, hey, do you want to talk about some of your risk factors? Do you have any symptoms that we need to get checked out?
1: And that's why it's important to talk to medical experts like you because I know Marty feels the same way. If we can help save one person, then everything's worth it in this conversation.
0: Exactly.
1: So that said, I know you're supposed to get just a general health checkup once a year. Yeah. At what age, I mean, does the heart factor in, when do you need to to start really thinking about something extra to check your heart condition?
0: I mean, a hard question to answer, but a great question in general. And, and I would say if you have risk factors and you want to talk to somebody, you absolutely should. Certainly if you have any of those symptoms or others that make you feel funny or prevent you from doing your day-to-day activities, absolutely go get checked out then. But I think, you know, when people are going to their primary care physician and getting the general check, some of the things that I want them to pay attention to are their blood pressure, the cholesterol that maybe gets checked every year, every free few years, what their blood sugar is, which is usually a marker for early diabetes or, or present diabetes. And those things can really help us determine what your risk factor is for future cardiovascular disease.
1: Fantastic information, Doc. We appreciate you and what you do every day in our hometown. You're the best. Oh, thanks for having me, guys. Um, most importantly, who's going to win the Super Bowl?
0: Oh, gosh. Um, I mean, Taylor Swift, right? She's won it already. Great answer. All right. Thank you, doctor. All right. Bye, guys. Have a good one. She's
1: good. Dr. Katie Burlocker, who is a cardiologist, medical director of McGee Women's Heart Program at UPMC's Heart and Vascular Institute. So many sidebars to the Super Bowl. The game itself is obvious. Then, of course, the halftime entertainment with Usher and some surprise guests. And then you've got the commercials. Most of the commercials are first run, but we've noticed over the last few years, they leak them on social media so you can see them ahead of time. And with the Super Bowl also comes dogs. Are you ready for the big game on Sunday? Of course we mean the Puppy Bowl. This year's show is special because it's a milestone. It's the 20th anniversary for the show, and they're going to celebrate by featuring the most puppies ever, with over 130 hitting the AstroTurf. How popular is the Puppy Bowl? Last year, 13.2 million viewers tuned in, as opposed to the Emmys, who had just 4.3 million. The ASPCA weighed in to remind you that shelters are filling up again, so please, Take a doggy home if you can. Cooper Lawrence, CBS News. How about that? The Poppy Bowl got 13 million viewers. And the Emmys only had 4 million and change. What? Viewership. No, Emmys had almost 18 million, with all due respect. The audience was 40% higher this year over last year. For the Emmys? You're thinking of the Grammys. She said Emmys. Oh, the Emmys suck. (laughs) Come on, man. So, Grammys, which was last Sunday night, had how many? About 18 million up 40%. Yeah, that's a that's a good number. But the Emmys only at 4 million. It was a dog. <laughs> Literally.
4: I love the Puppy Bowl. That's one of my favorite things to watch.
1: It was a dog. Wow. like like the Academy Awards, awful. What about New Music Sunday? I got a new Sunday.
0: She keep a picky on it. Usher's released a new album ahead of his halftime show at the Super Bowl, coming home honors his hometown of Atlanta. It includes A Town, which samples Billy Joel's Uptown Girl. Even the album's cover art is a cheeky, peachy tribute. Lately, Usher's made Las Vegas his home with a years-long Sin City residency that ended in December. Homecoming is his ninth
1: solo studio album. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. So, Samantha, Usher, whoa. you're familiar with Usher's music? Whoa. Yeah, a little. Stop did you, did, did the you, love Stop train. the press. Did you see Big Boss Dave whoa. just walk by the big window that what we What the had hell was that? Into the KDK Radio Newsroom. Paul, did you see Big Boss Dave's outfit? Stunning, isn't it? whoa. How would you describe what you just witnessed as a experienced journalist? Dapper. <laughs> <laughs> Dapper. No, but I mean. Ex- daddy, daddy Warbuckle. He, yeah. He's got right? white.
4: Yeah, uh, daddy very Daddy Warbucks.
1: Were those white pants? Warbucks, thank you. I think I think so. Some type of cream uh, color. I couldn't see through the I'm colorblind. So. You know but what he's going to he, do?
3: He's going to get that pizza sauce on that white.
1: It's a, it's a, it's a nice pocket square as well. Sharp pocket square and some kind of plaid. Is that plaid or what is that design on his Woo! jacket? I think it it's was, window, it pane. window pane.
4: It was plaid and then he had the the, sh- the elbow pads.
1: He's going to get
3: punchkey cream on his shirt.
1: Wow. He goes to town on the punchkeys. It's punchkey and pizza day here. Wow. I'll tell you that. Someone's going to get hurt with that outfit. It's painful. Big boss day. Who, <laughs> oh, by the way? Woo! Announced his retirement this look at that. We got Whoa, oh my god. Dave, you have to come in the studio Dun-dun-dun. so we can get you, Dun-dun. Free, Dun-dun. And Dun-dun. you can check out the Ireland
0: Dun-dun. contracting video film.
1: That's the music for Shaft. He- Who's that cat
3: with the cool <laughs> Shaft. clothes? Shaft.
1: Shaft. Dave, please. Wow. Oh no, you gotta get in the camera view here. When are the rehearsals for Annie? <laughs> I was to say. I think there's a there's
4: an orphan looking for you, Dave.
1: Well, we wow. heard. We've always heard Dave was a clothes horse, and he spent time in New York City. Horse so in he, the word. He had access to guys like Joseph Habood. Oh, yes. Come on. I see he live still? He's a good friend of mine. I
5: just texted him the other day. Uh, he just won a national award, so for I was what?
1: very proud. His
5: clothing of... line that doesn't sell anymore. No, but well, trust me, his stuff his stuff is uh, his stuff's amazing. So, hi guys. Good morning. Good morning. How would you Seriously, describe you that jacket? Here? That's What's sharp. What's going on here? I have a big meeting today. so I, <laughs> I, No, I do. I thought I would dress appropriately. And, uh, you know, instead of hanging out with you guys in sweats and hoodies, I thought I would dress uh, professionally today. Why? I thought What's you the did. Big meeting?
3: I can't discuss that. Come on. No one cares what you're doing now. You're gone. Yeah, that's true. I, yeah, no, it's,
5: uh, it's a big presentation today. So we're excited.
1: You're making it. I'm part of it. Whoa. Yeah. No, you you dress like that because meteorologist Mary Hours is here, Jenna is she? from Channel. 11. I'll have yeah, to walk the, down there. though. all the women up from TV are in the. Larry's pizza room. very excited about it, the, this. Is it yeah. the, the
5: the conference room or the or no, this, no. the? Oh. Hey, my man,
1: stay away from the punchkey. They drip in the bathroom No, I
5: know. I, I'm trying to, you know, because you're calling me uh, what pudgy all the, all the time. No, I know? didn't say that. Wait a
1: minute. Look at the ensemble he has with oh. jewelry. He dun, looks dun, like Sammy dun, Davis. Dun, 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 dun.
3: Shaft. Who's I, I, that man? You with know the what? what I, <laughs> What's your mouth? <laughs> Dave! He's Dave!
5: All right, fellas. Good luck. Woo! What do you do when I'm not here? Who are you going to pick on? DJ. Yeah, well, that's true. That's BJ. easy target,
3: too. America's Let, angriest man. Not anymore,
1: though. He's kind of mellow. Please. Let's just say there were plenty of targets. <laughs> if you sit here long enough and watch the parade pass the window, it's the Island of Misfit Toys. Yes, it is. Well, wow. good luck with whatever you guys are doing. <laughs> Thank you. Would you like me to call you with an update afterwards? Yes. Okay. You know our new motto is, if it's news to you, it's news
5: oh, to us. stop. Now, we're, what are you doing this weekend? Where are you going this weekend? You know, Larry's gone like every weekend. Thank Barry. you. He travels.
2: Yeah. Uh,